Welcome to Little Universe, the podcast where we discuss miniature marvels, small spaces, and interior worlds. This season, we are focusing on maladaptive daydreaming. In the last episode, we discussed how many people with MDD imagine a more confident, smarter version of themselves and the complications that come with that. Check that out if you haven't yet, but today I wanted to talk about paracosms, which are essentially elaborate imaginary worlds that many people with MDD have. It's basically the world, or worlds, in which their daydreams take place. Paracosms have always fascinated me. In the Little Universe book, I have a section in there that discusses some of the famous artists and writers who have had paracosms, like Barbara Newhall Follett, Mark Hogenkamp, and Henry Darger. But paracosms are a lot more common than you might think, especially for people who have MD. Paracosms can be a very elusive, hard-to-explain phenomenon, so to get a better idea of what it actually feels like to have a paracosm or paracosms, I talked to two people who have their own imaginary worlds. Aiden is a 19-year-old who has an innumerable amount of paracosms. Aiden visits some more than others and has a particularly deep connection with a specific character. Can you describe in whatever detail you're comfortable with what your paracosm is like? Of course. Um, I actually have multiple paracosms. Like I've said, I've been experiencing this for years. It has gotten very severe for me over the years. So I have multiple paracosms, multiple pairs and things like that. But um, one of my paracosms that um, I'm very involved in is a paracosm. Well, it might sound silly because I usually don't tell people about it. But um, basically in this paracosm, I have a best friend named Ryan and we are secret agents. And um, we work for a facility that no one really knows about, but the facility is meant to like, track down dangerous hackers and there's this one one of the most dangerous hackers that we constantly have to hunt down and that which has been going on for a while and stuff like that so in that paracosm it's like it has been inspired like movies like spy kids and stuff of that sort how long have you had the paracosm that you were describing earlier that is sort of like spy kids Um, that one, honestly, I've had that one since I was in third grade. That was around the same time that mm, I was actually getting to know Ryan even more. Has the paracosm changed at all over time or has it been pretty much consistent? So, yes, it has changed as far as our ages and stuff like that. But, um, as far as it, like, the main, its main uh, concept is, uh, like, it. As far as the underground facility, that still exists, like the facility and what we do still exists. It's just that the plots change and our ages change. Sometimes new people come in, new people come into our friends group. Sometimes people have to leave and things of that sort, but um, it has changed, just not um, so drastically. If you're comfortable, can you generally describe what Ryan is like? Ryan, he is my main para. He's 
Um, he's actually my first pair, my first and main pair, who was um, not someone like usually when a person, you know, a para exists, that para is often based off of something or someone. In this case, Brian was based off of um, a famous musician that I was in love with, but he did change over time as far as his looks and, you know, the things that he does, but it's just uh, um, his name is still the same. Um, his last names have changed as well, um, but we met when we were kids like little kids, elementary school. Um, he's my best friend. We had lots of adventures together and, and he, he's actually involved in basically all of my paracosms or almost all of them because we've had so many adventures together. Um, our birthdays are closed. <laughs> like basically he, he has a lot of traits that are similar. Like we have a lot of similar traits. We are basically the male and female version of each other. But then again, he has he's his own person. You know, yeah, he's not perfect. You know, yeah, he deals with some things because, you know, I didn't want, I don't want my pairs to be just like me. And at that point, that's more of a pair of me. It's not really a pair of, but he is his own person. He loves music. The only difference with Ryan is that he, he's a little more musically talented than I am. Um, but growing up, our differences, Honestly, me, I did not grow up very wealthy. Um, Ryan grew up um, with a very stable home. Um, he grew up with people that cared about him. He was never really abandoned like that. He had, he's had bad experiences, but they've mainly been with people outside of his home. Um, but me, on the other hand, I was basically, our upbringings are opposites, basically. Um, but he has never, ever seen me different because of that. He's always treated me the same. He's always... Um, yeah, we're best friends, but we also have like a soulmate connection. So, and yes, we've been in love before, but um, our connection is so strong to where even if we were to be in a relationship and break up, we would still be best friends because um, his family knows me very well as well. Can you describe a memorable mission or adventure that you guys went on? Actually, the most memorable one was very recent. Oh. <laughs> um, it involved a car chase and they had everyone there, FBI's, police, our facilities, his facility, um, the, the other facility. So is it okay if I just kind of describe um, more elements about this, this particular paracosm? Yeah, that would be perfect. Uh, all right, so um, in this one, so in the paracosm, our worst enemy is, um, it's a name that I made up. We call him Cyphers 10. D-Y-P-H-R-U-S. And uh, he's very sneaky. Him and Doc, they've grown up together. But the thing was, um, the reason why they're enemies because their relationship became fragile because he had done something that really not just intimidated the person that we call Doc. Doc is our um, dean or our head lead, basically. He's a very old man, but he is skilled, talented, and very good in martial arts. But basically, they're the whole, um, the issues stemmed from um, things that happened within their childhood lives, lives that, you know, whenever they've known each other. But um, one of our recent missions, we had to chase him down. And that was because not only did he just um, collide with us, he had caused issues with other people as well. So there were many people come after, coming after him all at once. And so they had us down the highways and stuff like that. Like they were just cars everywhere. We were speeding, there were helicopters. Hell, there were like devices, gadgets. Like 
Um, honestly, this this pair calls them out. for whatever reason. I tend to spend a lot of time a lot of time on it. I have I have a document full of like gadgets that we've invented and stuff like that. Like this is a pair of that I have a strong emotional connection to. It's also a pair of that helps me deal with reality. Like my workplace, right? My workplace, for whatever reason, when I first walked into there, when I was first employed there, it did trigger my paracosm because where I work, you know, we're around machines a lot, you know, because we um, we create technology. So, and in my paracosm, this was before I even knew that I would ever be able to get a job like that. In my paracosm, we do have facilities where we make machines, but they are advanced machines, like things that you wouldn't see in the real world. Like things like laser lipsticks, like it looks like a lipstick, but it has like a button that activates a laser that can actually burn through objects. Like stuff like that you would only see in movies. But um, basically like, let's say if I'm at work, right? And um, my team lead tells me, hey, make sure that you have this amount da -da 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 -da, in a couple hours. This is how much we're gonna need. This is how many parts we're gonna need because this, this, and that. And my pair causes them, someone is telling me something similar, but they're probably telling me, hey, you know, make sure that these parts are not forgotten or something like that. And so pretending like I'm in my paracosm at the moment, it actually makes me feel more confident about my performance at work because in my paracosm, I'm very confident. Jenny is a college student from Oslo who has had maladaptive daydreaming since childhood. These days, she has a firm grasp on her daydreaming and describes it as a mostly positive outlet. Instead of being shaped by reality, most of her paracosms are shaped by her interests in terms of pop culture and history. Can you describe in whatever detail you're comfortable with what one of your imaginary worlds is like? Uh, I currently have five worlds uh, that are active right now um, uh, and then I have also one that I retired a few years back and they're kind of divided into two groups. I have what I call my fictional worlds or paracosms, uh, which is a word I prefer to use. Uh, so I have my non-fictional paracosms and my fictional ones and the non-fictional ones take place in the real world so it's it's me like I, the main character is my name and it takes place in the real world at different times I mean one takes place in the 60s and one takes place 10 years back and then one is current uh, but it's all in the real world and then my non-fictional paracosms they take place in a fictional world often a world that I have not created so I have for example Skyrim <laughs> is the world that I've visited and uh, Harry Potter has been very very important I've uh, spent a lot of time there and the character, the me character does not have my name. It's still me, but it uses a different name. Uh, and the main paracosm that I visit most often, which is the one that I created back in 2011, uh, is parallel to my own life. So it's it's me. Uh, the character has my name, uh, but of course she has a lot of different friends uh, who've been with me for since the beginning. And the story, story is constantly evolving. Uh, so in this world, you know, I'm, I am myself, but the best version of myself. So I'm really confident and I'm, a, I'm a really good singer and I'm, a, I have lots of friends and I live, I live in America and, you know, all of these like cool things that I maybe would like to do uh, someday. Uh, but 
uh, but I, uh, so, oh, how do I say this? Um, yeah, so she's kind of a me plus. The, the parts of me that I really like are really exaggerated. And then, uh, but I also, I'm really good at putting all my characters through hell. Like they all experience really bad things. Uh, and I don't really know why I do this as much, you know, I create these stories, of course, and sometimes I make conscious choices, but sometimes the stories, they just go in one direction. I can't really stop it. Uh, and so um, I put my characters through a lot of really bad things, but then I also uh, make them cope, deal with it somehow. And uh, it's really strange. I don't know why I do this, but I've been doing this forever. Uh, and so in this main one, she is, she, I mean, some people around her die and that was really strange while I, re I remember that when I decided or kind of when I realized that one of the main characters had to die I, w I would walk around school like in real life and be really really distant because I just realized that this really bad thing was going to happen and I couldn't really do anything about it um so she's gone through a lot but her life is you know it while she experiences very different things she is also, you know, she's 20 years old and she is, uh, she, her, she, we have the same family, like our lives separate when I created the Paracosm. So we are the same person up until 2011 and then our lives separate. Uh, and um, so she is me, but she's also not me because her life, we, we were the same person up until we were 10. And, but now we're not the exact same person every, anymore. Uh, and the friends around her, there are about five people in her close group and they have been there since the beginning and they have been very comforting for me. For me, they've been people that I can talk to about my special interests. Like, I'm sure as you can see, I have a UFO hanging over me, that's X-Files. Uh, and uh, not a lot of my friends love X-Files. Like I have my sister, but for the most part, uh, I don't know anyone I can talk to about X-Files. So I can talk to them. And I also, I love uh, Harry Potter, as I mentioned, and I love the Beatles and there are not many people my age I can talk to about I mean Harry Potter I can of course but not the Beatles and uh, a lot of my special interests so they've been people I can talk to uh, and I uh, very often do talk to them um, out loud so now that I live on my own I, I like it's never silent in here because I'm constantly talking uh, but it's not me like it's the paracosm me but of course I'm the one talking uh, and uh, like, I also think it's important to note that this is not a psychosis or schizophrenia or, or anything, you know, just to generalize it a bit, because I don't hear voices and I don't see people. I hear it, like I imagine it in my head, but I don't hear anything. I know, and I can snap out of it if I want to, like if someone calls me, I can, I can snap out of it and be present, uh, but they are always there to comfort me. And one thing that's also important to note about all my paracosms is that they all take place in English, even though my native language is Norwegian and that is the only language I speak on a day-to-day -day basis. They they all take place in English and they have since, since the beginning. Uh, at first it was because I was so obsessed with Harry Potter and my very first paracosm was a Harry Potter one. And of course, I've always read those books in English and watched the movies in English. So it just made sense, but then it kind of continued and for me, that has made it much easier to separate free life and my daydreams because in real life I speak Norwegian and then in my daydreams I always speak English. Uh, so it, like, I've always been a bit worried that someday I ma wouldn't manage to separate the two, but having two different languages helps me keep them separate.
Are all these different versions of yourself that exist in these different paracosms different from each other? Uh, they are slightly different, but they're all rooted in me. So their general traits, like the most basic traits are the same, and, but they're all different sides of me. So we have uh, one character who is super confident and a bit mean to people. And then we have another who is a little bit shy, but really smart, uh, but they're all based of me. So like their foundation is me. So they're not very different for the most part they are just the same pe person going through different things. And so they evolve differently. Uh, but for the most part, they are quite similar to similar to one another. And they're most quite similar to the one in my main paracosm, which is my parallel life, because that's the one I created first. Uh, so that's become like the, the level one daydream me. And then the others have kind of evolved of that. Uh, but they all experience different things. And they all experience go through hell in different ways, so they all uh, evolve differently. Um, can you describe, if you're comfortable, some of the other characters that exist in your paracosms? Yes. Um, well, in my non-fictional ones, uh, I almost exclusively interact with people I've made up or celebrities. Uh, none, very few people in my real life. Are included like they exist so of course my family does exist in uh, my main paracosm and in the other paracosms but they're not really as present because uh, I feel it's I feel like it's really strange for my daydream self to interact with my real family uh, and I feel like that would also make it much, e much easier for me to reach the stage where I don't feel like I need to interact with my family in real life because I can just do it in my daydreams so I that's a very conscious choice like I do not I include as few real people as possible that I know. Uh, celebrities are, of course, an, ex an exception because I, I won't ever meet a celebrity. <laughs> so, uh, so I interact mainly with celebrities and made up people. And in my main paracosm, uh, I have five people around me who uh, all, there were six, but then one of them died. It was quite tragic. <laughs> but uh, so there are five people at the moment and they all have names. So they're called Emily, Christine, uh, Brad, Elliot. And then uh, Chris has come in later. He came two years ago. Uh, and these people, uh, you know, like I've, I, of course I've created them. So of course I feel like I know them, but the, the, like the emotions I get from those friendship, it feels, it feels real. It feels like real friendship. Like it doesn't replace having real friends. Of course, it, it's not like I don't feel like I need to have real friends because I have them, but it just gives me that extra. Uh, and those people I can talk to uh, when I can't talk to anyone else. And I feel like they've really helped me a lot, uh, especially, you know, when I look back and realize that I was actually really lonely back in primary school and middle school. Uh, but I didn't feel like it because I had those friends uh, to, who kind of who were with me and who I could talk to. So I, I, it's like only recently that I realized that I was actually quite lonely because it didn't really feel like it at the time. Can you describe a recent daydream that you've had? Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I'm constantly going into it. And I, I've, the one I visit the most is the main one that I've had since 2011. Uh, a recent event yeah okay so that 
character that I am there, the me character. She's uh, she's a singer and she's an actress. And uh, recently, uh, she's gone through hell. She's she's really got she's experienced alcoholism and she's experienced death of people close to her. Um, and recently, she got out of it. Uh, I think about half a year ago. Uh, but now she's forced to relive that trauma, if you will, through her life as an actress. Uh, and she's really, you know, she's a workaholic and refuses to say no to things. So she's been given this role as, as a character who goes through the hell that she just experienced. So it's kind of a paracosm within a paracosm because she's, of course, playing a character uh, that experiences the hell that she experienced uh, and that's kind of where we're at right now. So I'm trying to figure out how to bring that on and how she deals with that. But that is uh, where we're at now. Can you just briefly describe what each of your active paracosms are like? Yes. So I actually, I've made a list. I love lists because I, I love keeping my head organized. Uh, so I made this list for a long time. So I have my uh, paracosm number one, which is the parallel life, which is the one I've been living in for the longest. Uh, and it's also the one that I visit most frequently because it's just, it's become the default one. Like I don't have to actively choose to visit it. I just kind of slip into it. Uh, and that's of course where I, I'm myself. So I have my own name and, but I am a better version or not a better, that's not right, but a different version of myself with the, aspects of me that I like most are greatly exaggerated so I'm really comfortable I'm really confident and I'm a, I'm an actress and I'm a singer and I live this grand life like super super over the top life uh, but again because I live it there I don't feel a need to live it in real life um, so that's kind of the main one and that is just constantly evolving and that's where I have my closest friends and it's just that's my number one comfort space like it takes up most of my time and when I'm daydreaming and then I have my second paracosm which is a fictional one which is the Harry Potter paracosm and that I've created a character that I uh, that I kind of have just inserted into the story and uh, so the, the world unlike the first one where the world evolves around her she is just inserted into the story and is kind of following it as it already exists. Um, and uh, she's, she's, I often visit her when I get really tired of the first one. And also in the evening, I most often go to her for some reason. So if I'm having trouble sleeping, I will skip over to this Harry Potter paracosm and just exp explore some things. And I'm not really, I, of course I love Harry Potter still, but it's not that big of part of my life anymore but this character is. So it's, it's, it's kind of, it's become separate from my Harry Potter interests. It's just really, it's now more about the character than the world. And uh, she goes through some really cool stuff and really bad stuff, of course. And then my third paracosm uh, is also, is non-fictional. So that is uh, the actress who plays this Harry Potter character. So they are connected. Uh, and uh, so this takes place this about 10 years back in time. Uh, but she also she's also constantly evolving because she is, of course, me, uh, even though she's a bit older, she is still me. So as I evolve, she's evolving while with uh, my Harry Potter character, uh, whose name is Iris, by the way, uh, while her story is mostly mapped out because it's fictional. Uh, 
the character in the me in Paracosm 3 is still constantly evolving as I evolve. And then in Paracosm 4, uh, it's also non-fictional and that's, that takes place back in the 60s and evolved from my, or it came from my interest uh, of space flight history. That's, been, that's something I've been very interested in since I was about five. This is a very big part of my life. Uh, and uh, she lives through everything I love in the 60s. So I already mentioned the Beatles and space flight history and uh, she loves the Beach Boys and all of the things that I love in real life that happened back in the 60s and 70s. She lives through that. But again, she is me. She has my name and she has my real family. And it's just way back in time. And so the same with the other two nonfiction ones as I evolve hers she evolves in her story evolves and then my fifth paracosm is takes is fictional and takes place in the world of red dead redemption 2 uh, and red dead redemption 1 which is a vid video game series um and uh it's very similar to the harry potter one where her story is mostly mapped out i've even written down a lot of it and uh uh yeah, but it's, uh, of course, both both of the fictional ones, they do evolve and change, but not necessarily because I change, but just because I feel like I want to change something in their story. Thank you for listening to this episode of Little Universe. I hope you enjoyed it and see you next time.